Lekut Tzicha is chelik Yudzayin Tazriya Beis. Tzicha is also a siyum a mesechta kinim, and mesechta kinim being the last mesechta of Seder Kachim, the Sikha is also a siyum on Seder Kachim. It's actually very fascinating uh, uh, Sikha as we analyze the last Mishnah of the Masechta. And the Mishnah brings two examples, two Mishalim, to the, uh, to the Din of the Mishnah. And we're going to analyze those Mishalim and come up with two Chidushim, two halachic applications that the marshal uh, adds to the understanding of the Mishnah. So despite the fact that it's, it's not really the halacha, the halacha is learned, the Rebbe is going to analyze the marshal and explain to us what the marshal is adding to the Mishnah. And of course, a very beautiful biur, the Pnimi Yanim. The Mishnah is called Kinim. Kinim is like uh, nests. And bird nests, because the halachis in this Masechta are talking about carbonists that come from birds. So, let's begin. This learning is Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yisaf, Binyamin, Ben Rabbi Nasha, Kaltman. Our parsha in the beginning of Parsha's Tazriya, it speaks about Isha, Isha that gives birth. And after a certain amount of days, that might be different in whether the baby is a boy or a girl, the woman has to bring a carbon. So optimally, she brings a keves, a sheep, as an oila, and a benyeina, a ter, a, 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 a pigeon, a dove, or a pigeon, lechatos. If she cannot afford uh, to bring a sheep, then she brings two turtle doves or two uh, uh, pigeons, one bird would be an oila, the other bird would be a chatos. That's what our mish, that's what our parsha, parsha stasiya tells us the karbanis that a yeladas and isha that just gave birth has to bring to the base amigdash. Zogdi mishnah kinim. So the mishnah, the end of kinim says as follows. A woman that pledges, makes a nether, that she's going to bring an additional set of birds. So Yalda Zachar. So in other words, now, in addition to, to, the, to the two birds that she has to bring, because she just gave birth, which is what the Torah obligates her. And, and as Lima Farshim explained, we're talking about a woman that cannot afford a sheep. So she has to bring two birds. So in addition, so now she's pledging another two. Yalda Zachar. So if she gave birth to a baby boy, she would bring two pairs, two sets of two birds. One for her pledge, for her nether, and one for her obligation as a Yeladas. She gives it to the Kayan. So he prepares the four birds. Of three of them, the blood would be sprinkled on the higher part of the Mizbeach. And the other one, the fourth, the blood would be sprinkled on the lower part of the Mizbeach. Varum. 
die zwei Eifes von ihr Neder seinen beide Eulers. Und euch ein Eu von dem Kein Lüche Wasser ist ein Euler. Und genau, echad le Euler, ve echad le Gatos. Rachas le Gatos. So now, a person brings a makes a Neder, they don't bring a Gatos. If the person says, I'm going to bring a, a bird to the Beis Amigdash, then, they, the, then it's brought as an Euler. So the two birds that came from her neder are both oilas. And the two birds that come from her obligation as a yeledes, one is an oila and one is a chatos. Und der din is, as chatos eif nasis lamato, und oila so eif nasis lamailo. And the din is that a chatos is done, is sprinkled below the, the line, uh, there was a line on the Mizbeach called the Chut Asikra. The Chatos Ha'oif was sprinkled below, and the Eil Ha'oif was sprinkled above. So now, so now, since three of these birds are Eilas, therefore they are done, Mila Maila, they are sprinkled above the Mizbeach. The, the, and the one bird, that's a Chatos, is done on the bottom. So, so far, so good. A woman made a woman is obligated to bring two birds to the base amigdash. She made up a nether to bring two more birds. Three birds are oilas. One bird is a chatos, and therefore the kayan takes the four birds. Three birds are sprinkled above. One bird is sprinkled below. The lower half of them is beach, and it's all good. The noch is the mishnah meiser from a fara de dinim when it's very into uyes to sveikis. Thus, the yeladas had genumen of zich, and see their kayan at the maker gwen kalocha. The Mishnah continues with actually a bunch of scenarios, in in which case, which cases there were fakes, there were doubts, there were questions. Either what exactly did the Yeladis accept upon herself, and did the Kayan do it properly? For example, did the Kayan sprinkle two above and two below, or three above and one below, or anything like that? Also, what did she plan to give? Was it a, uh, in other words, it could have been a tire or a benyayna, it could have been a dove or a pigeon. Now, it could be that the pigeon was for a chatas and the dove was for the ayla, it could be faket. So every time another doubt arises, she has to bring another bird to replace one of those doubts. Un is misayim, so the Mishnah then concludes with the grestus solsvek, it's the maximum doubts that could happen. As the yodgenumen of zich bringing mishnei minim, that she that she promised a, a, a an oila, or she promised two birds for her own, but we don't know whether she accepted upon herself that they should be a toyer or a benyayna, nor do we know what the kayan did. So the, the the suffolk is a double suffolk or or more. Is damos then the, the halacha would be, she has to bring another four four birds to fulfill her neder. And two birds, two oilas, for her obligation as a yeledes. V'chatos achas and one chatos, because she's a yeledes. V'nazayim is chatois, and v'nazayim says two chatois. Which is basically a total of either seven or eight birds. So, the Mishnah is telling us that if we, if we have doubts, then you have to bring more and more karbonis, more and more birds. The maximum amount of birds that she would bring would be an additional seven 
or eight birds in addition to the original four. Vaitin is the Mishnah Mamshech, and then the Mishnah continues. Omer Rabbi Yeshua said, Rabbi Yeshua, Zehu Sha'amru, this is what they said. Kishu when it's alive, referring to a sheep. When a sheep is alive, Kaile Echad, it makes one sound. It bleats. It makes one sound uh, that a sheep makes. Ukishu Meist, when the sheep dies, Kaile Shiva, it makes seven sounds. Ketzad, how does it make seven sounds? Um... Beis Karn of the Shtechat Seitzleis, the two horns make two shafris. Shtei Shaykin, the two leg bones, thigh bones. Lishnechalilin make two flutes, that's four. Oyrei Litaif, the sheepskin is used to make a drum. It, 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 it stretches out over the drum, so, you, so uh, it makes a noise when you, when you, when you hit it. May of Linevalim, a certain part of the intestines is used for the lyre, which is a large string instrument. The small intestines could be used for the harp, which is a small string instrument. And one opinion that says that also the wool is used for tcheles, here referring to the tcheles that the bells on the me'il were, were made with. And the bells, not the bells, the, uh, the rimoin, the, the pomegranate that was, that was right near the bells. And since the bells... And the, together, it was a noise-making apparatus. So it's considered uh, something that makes noise coming from the tzemer, coming from the wool uh, of the sheep. So that's the that, that's the, the the next part of the Mishnah. That Yeshua says that there are that the, this is what they said that there are seven that the sheep when it's alive it produces one sound, and when it is dead it produces seven sounds or eight sounds. What's the connection? What do I mean? This is what they said. What's the connection between the, the woman bringing eight, seven, eight extra birds and seven or eight sounds that are made by the sheep? Just like by the keves. Since something negative happened, it died. Through that, something it multiplied. Something happened positive that it was able to make now seven sounds or eight sounds. Or as the Rambam says, mitzvah, you can make, you can do many more mitzvahs with it. You could you could blow shofar, or you could use it for for playing in the base on mikdash or any other mitzvah that could be done with instruments. So now the sheep was is now being used for many more mitzvahs. Similarly, would be in the case of the of the birds by the woman who just gave birth. That additionally, she had to just bring one pair of birds for her pledge and one pair of birds for her obligation. And solely due to the mistakes and confusions that were made, she not knowing what exactly she designated for what. When the Kayin not knowing exactly what he brought for what. So now she has to bring seven or eight karbanas. So the comparison between the two is when something seems negative, a negative event occurred, and because of that, 
something positive comes out of from it, which is much greater than the negative event itself or the initial event itself. That is how the Mefarshim understand this muscle of the Mishnah. In Siv Beis, we're going to ask three questions analyzing the Zehu Sha'amru and saying that this cannot be the entire uh, uh, connection, the entire reason why the Mishnah would bring the Zehu Sha'amru, this idea of the Kevis. The Pirish and Al-Dafmashtain, if that is the meaning, if that's the explanation of why the Mishnah brings this, why the Yeshua brings this muscle of the Kevis, we have to understand Number one, this idea that initially we had one object, one thing, and then because of something negative that happened, we now get seven things. There are many examples for that. Let's bring a very basic example from possessions. Which are being uh, 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 given over, transmitted from a father to seven or eight ears. As long as the inheritor, the father is alive, the nechassim, the possessions are, are belong to one person. So now that he dies, now these possessions now become the now belong to eight people, seven or eight people. So now seven or eight people are gaining because of the negative event. So now there is uh, it multiplies because of this this event. And if you're looking for something to grow, something to multiply in mitzvahs, that happens as well. Every one of the children who now has a field has the mitzvah of peye and has the mitzvah of bikurim and all the other mitzvahs that apply to a field. So instead of there being one peye and one bikurim, there's now seven or eight peyes. Now seven or eight bikurim, v'dugma v'dari b'kabanis by the yeldis, which is similar to the fact that many more kabanis were multiplied by the yeldis. So, so, so many. This is a, an example of other examples that could have been brought. For the fact that Yeshua brings this example of a sheep that dies and now could produce more sounds, is moving as in der dugma is da teichin. So there must be that this muscle has a can has a similarity in content that is greater than all the other mashalim. And therefore, because of something that is unique about this muscle, that's why Yeshua brings this muscle, not any other muscle. So we have to understand what is this, this unique theme. Of this muscle that the Bishua brings it and not any other muscle. The brackets is going to try to suggest what is unique about this muscle and then say that that, that doesn't work. Refute his suggestion. Maybe. The reason why Yerusha, we, we, we gave an example, we could have brought an example of Yerusha. 
So you could say, in the case of the, in the case of the birds, the birds are still here. In other words, they still have to be, probably be brought as an oila uh, 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 on the mizbeach, but they still exist. In the case of Yerusha, the Meirish died. The one initial thing that we had doesn't exist anymore. In the case of the birds, they're, st they're, they're still here. So maybe that's why it is not a good, it's not a good comparison. So he says it can't say that that's, that that's, the, that, that that's the explanation. But Kevis is bottled their coil from them Kevis, because also by the sheep, the one sound that the sheep made when it was alive, it cannot make anymore when it, once it dies. So also by the sheep, the initial sound, the one that officially multiplied into seven sounds, the first one doesn't exist. So the same problem that you would have suggested by Yerusha would also exist by the muscle of Kevis. So that can't be our problem. So we're back to our initial question. What is so special? What is so unique about the muscle of, of the, the sheep that that specifically is the most similar of any other muscle to the, to the din of the birds? And because of that, Rabbi Yeshua brings the muscle of the sheep. Base, our second question. The reason we would bring a muscle is because the muscle in increases our understanding of the subject. Especially in this case where the, where the Rambam actually says that this concept was foreign. It was a difficult concept to understand that from four birds, you would end up bringing a total of 12 birds or, eight, or, or 11. And that's why he brings the marshal to help us understand it. He's not moving on. What added understanding did we gain by this muscle? The whole reason for a muscle would be because it would help us understand this idea better. How? How did our understanding improve through this muscle? Gimel. Third question. From Pastos Lashon of Yeshua, Zehu Sha'amru, Unit Kemoy Sha'amru, By saying the word Zehu, this is what they said. Not that this is a Kemoy Sha'amru, that with Zehu, this is exactly the same thing. Is Mashma as it is, their meat, Nit nor Mevar, them Inyan from Kinim Sheba Mishnah. From this, it, 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 it is understood that he's not just explaining the Kinim, that from the Kevis, we will understand the kinim better, which we still have to understand how. That was our previous question. Zehu, if they're identical, Zehu Sheomru, then from the din of kinim, it'll help us understand something about the Kevis as well. Seemingly, the idea that a bird, uh, that a sheep makes a sound, that makes one sound, and then after it dies, it can produce seven sounds, is a fact of life. It's a basic natural uh, 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 event. So what needs to be explained about that? 
The fact that Rabbi Yeshua says Zeu Shamru means that he's not just explaining the kinim in our Mishnah, he's also using the kinim to explain the thing of the keves. What about the keves needs to be understood? That the reality is, is that the, there's various different parts of a sheep that once the sheep dies, you can use it and make various different musical instruments. What needs to be understood? Eich. Additionally, even if it did demand some explanation, required some explanation, he's not in Yonah for the Mishnah, the Tere B'Chlal, so that's going to be of a Maimed Oilam. It's not the role of the Mishnah or Tere in general to explain a folk saying. This, this expression, Zewish Amru, it's not quoting Chazal, it's quoting of the world. The world says this thing about the sheep. So why does the Mishnah even feel the need to explain it? Even if there was part one of question Gimel is what needs to be explained. Part two of question Gimel is if something needs to be explained, why does the Mishnah feel the need to do so? Muzman Zagin. Therefore, we must conclude. And this Muzman Zagin is really a conclusion based on all three questions. As with Kishu Chai V'chulu meant, Rabbi Yeshua needs Tam Zagin HaMoshul for Amaymer HaElam. Rabbi Yeshua is not coming here solely to tell us a nice Moshul from a, 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 a folk saying. Rabbi Yeshua is, is saying something that has a halachic application. And that's what the Mishnah means with the word Seu Shamru, as their beer and their halacha was kumta raised from the Maimer Kishuchai, that the, the, the understanding within halacha that comes from this, uh, this uh, uh, expression about the sheep. Nemen arayis fun dem din in unzer mishnah benegea di carbonis was the eldest brain. This din that we that we learn by that we learn from kishuuchai from the sheep is understood from our mishnah in kinim. In other words, the mishnah in kinim helps us understand another halacha that's learned from the the kishuuchai from the story of the sheep. So we had three questions. Question number one is why use this muscle? Obviously, this muscle is is deeper connected to this to this din. How is that? Question two is how does this muscle help us understand the uh, the the din of kinim? Question number three: How does the din of kinim help us understand the the idea of the keves? And we concluded that there must be a halachic application here, which explains why this, why this mashal is brought and why he says the word zeu she'amru, and we're going to have to get back to that to, to that to understand what is the nafkemine in din, the halacha, the why of Yeshua brings this mashal. And Sif Gimel, we're going to continue into the, into the Mishnah. And this is the last uh, 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 passage of the Mishnah and of Mesech Tekinu. Vaiter is the Mishnah. Mam Shechel Mishnah continues. Reb Shimon Akashi, Eimer Reb Shimon Akashi says, "Zikni Am Oretz Kozman Sheim Askinim Daiton Mitarefes Aleim." Elderly non-scholars, as they get older, their mind becomes more uh, uh, confused, less clear. Shenemar Meisir Safal Lenamonim Betamis Kinim Yikat Lekas Apostolik that removes the the language from the trustworthy ones and the the taste, the understanding of the elderly is removed. Implying that as a person gets older, their ability to understand things becomes less and less. But the elderly scholars of Teira, that is not the case. As they get older, their mind becomes more clear. 
Shenemar, like the Pasik says, the Yeshishim Chachma, by the elderly, there is wisdom, and the length of days brings understanding. So, Rabbi Shimon Akash is saying that older people, as they get older, their mind becomes less, less functional. But those who are Torah scholars, their mind becomes clearer as they get older. What's the connection between this and the previous thing about a sheep producing seven sounds? Just like it, when it dies, it makes produces seven sounds. The, the, the dying is a negative thing, but yet it produces uh, 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 additional sounds. So too, although they are getting weaker and weaker, in their strength, in their physical strength, nevertheless, their minds are increasing in their wisdom. So, Rabbi Shimon Akashi is seemingly bringing another example to the fact that although something negative is occurring, something positive is also happening at the same time. But Dafa Rafashtein, we're going to ask four questions on this. So, basically, it turns out that the that the uh, um, that the main part of this last passage is the fact that ziknetayda are getting are getting wiser. So in that case, why does the Mishnah bring the fact that the ziknayamaharets that the elderly non-scholars their minds are getting weaker? Beis Maikomashbala. Secondly, what is the what is the chiddush? What is the Mishnah coming to tell us? It's very basic and obvious that as a person gets weaker, their mind also gets weaker. As a person's body and strength deteriorates, the mind deteriorates as well. Question three. This is a counterpoint to what the Mishnah was trying to prove. If he's trying to explain the advantage that although something negative is happening, something positive is, still, is happening as well. So even though he's getting weaker physically, but he's getting stronger in, in, intellectually, that's the point we're trying to bring. The Amaoretz, the Zikni Amaoretz are making the opposite point. That a negative event is happening and nothing positive is coming from it. Dalit, finally, the fourth question, if for whatever reason the Mishnah feels it necessary to introduce the, the Zikni Amaretz, at least bring it after the part of the Mishnah where he discusses the Zikni Taita. As Alpha people say, the taste of Yusuf Daitum is a fuck of a Zikni Amaretz. That although by Zikni Taita their mind gets stronger. Or clearer as they get older, the the opposite would be by the Amaretz. For example, if let's say the reason the Mishnah brings it is for the sake of the contrast. So the main the main point is the Zikneteira that they're getting that their mind is getting stronger. So bring that first, and then say in contrast you have Zikne Amaretz where, where where we don't see that. But to bring it first seems to imply that it's part of the it's part of the explanation. How does that work? A, it doesn't seem relevant. B, it's an obvious thing. C, it's actually bringing an opposite point. So, we had three questions on the keves. 
We have four questions on the passage of the Ziknei Am Ha'aretz. And now we're going to go into the beer. And the way the beer is going to work is that we're, we're going to... We're going to first explain what is what, what what is missing in the Mishnah. Why Rabbi Yeshua feels that he has to introduce a, 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 a new concept to explain something in the Mishnah, and then based on that, we'll understand why Rabbi Yeshua brings specifically this muscle of keves. And based on that, we'll understand how the muscle of keves is enhanced, how the din that we're learning from keves is enhanced because of the Mishnah of Kinim. And then we're going to understand that there's still something missing. And that's why Rabbi Shimon and Akashia brings the, the marshal of this Canaan. And the thing that's bothering the Mishnah, so to speak, is that we're trying to figure out what is the halachic classification of these additional birds. The woman had an obligation to bring four birds. Two birds, and then that application. Then she added on to two more birds. She's bringing seven or eight more birds. What are they? If it's a suffolk, if it's coming because of a suffolk, are they are they are they carbonus? Are they chiyuvim? And if they're sfekis, maybe there's even a problem of chulin bazar. Maybe there's a problem that they're actually not carbonus. They're chulin. Maybe the kain did all four birds right properly. And now she's bringing the other ones, Allah Safik, but they're not necessary. The carbon was already done. And this is a chulun. This is, this is chulun bazara, which is not allowed. Siv Dalit. In Kulitzabir Bechoza. For the din fun kinim kumta reis achidishinya. The din of kinim is actually introducing a novel concept. The etzem liked if I yell at this, achi of kain echot, echot lelev echot lechatos. The obligation upon this yeladis, this, this birthing woman, is one. One set of birds, one pair of birds. And in this case, because she made a pledge to bring two more birds, so now she has two more birds that she has an obligation to bring, and these two would be an Eila. And because of the questions and doubts, the mistakes and doubts that are that arise by the woman and by the Kayin, this produces a new obligations of bringing more carbonis up to seven or eight. We're obligating her to bring additional carbonus in the base of Mikdash. When possibly she's not obligated in them. The ones that she was obligated to bring, she already fulfilled. She was already atoned. She received the kapara that she needed. And she fulfilled her entire obligation. So how can we make her bring more carbonus if she possibly already fulfilled all her obligations? And it says three words in the parentheses, but that intensify this question many times. And now the rest of the birds are possibly they're taking a, a, a mundane, a, a, a regular bird that is not a carbon and you're bringing it into the azara. And to explain the question, he's going to now explain a contrast 
between other cases of Suffolk. In a case where there is a chatas which is being brought for a Suffolk, for example, a woman who is a Suffolk eldest, a woman who is a Suffolk whether she gave birth or not. For In other words, uh, 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 let's say a woman uh, uh, gave birth to something. We don't know what she gave birth to, especially if she... They did not know. She did not know she was pregnant. And now whatever whatever was delivered, we don't know what it was. The example the Gemara brings is, is it, was, it was early. It fell into the water or, or a chaya took it away. But the, 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 something was delivered from the, the body of the woman. But we don't know what it was. Or it was on the 41st day of uh, uh, from conception. So we don't know if it it, it, it yet had a form of 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 a, of a, of a person. So the, the the Gemara classifies these things as a Suffolk illness. We don't even know if she has the halachic status of a yeladis of a birthing woman. So in those cases, So then we understand from the Gemara as the teirat mechadish given as a filu if a Suffolk eb nitma is the that even if we don't know if she became Tomei, because if she's not a Yildiz, then it wouldn't be a Tumei. Nevertheless, she has to bring a carbon. And through that, she would be able to eat Kachim. This would be similar to an Ashram Tali. But Ashram Tali is a carbon that is brought when a person transgressed B'Shoigig, but he doesn't know if it was a transgression or not. For example, there were two pieces of, of meat on the table. One was Shuman and one, and one was Chalev. He ate it B'Shoigig. He doesn't know if he ate the Shuman or the Chalev. So number one was a Shoigig. Which, which means that had he known that he ate the Chalev B'Shoigig, he would bring a Chatos. But he doesn't know if it was Shuman or Chalev. So the Torah says, bring an Ashram Tali. It's a carbon that it forgives him for the possible not no for the possible uh, uh, transgression and it's toilet it waits it hangs in the air so to speak until he discovers whether he did or did not do it and when he did it but whether it was the shulman or the chalev and then he brings the chatos once he figures it out if he could figure it out that he brings a carbon which forgives for the suffix, atones for the suffix, and then it, it hangs, it waits until he discovers for certain that there was a shaykh here. So, in both of these cases, the Ashram Tolui, which is similar to the suffix Yiladis, the Tayyidis has a Chiddush, that even though he doesn't know for sure if there's a necessity for a carbon, just in case. We create a carbon for the suffix. So maybe it would be the same thing over here. That it's a suffix if she has to bring a carbon. So he says, no. Here the obligation is not a suffix. The initial obligation is a definite one. The suffix arose later on. Because of the woman or the kain or both. Did she fulfill and complete her additional obligation and received her atonement or not? 
So if there is a case where she brought nothing, so the Torah says, just in case she's a Yeledes, she also has a Chiv to bring a carbon. But in this case, that she already brought her carbon, it wasn't a Suffolk Yeledes. She, 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 she for sure gave birth. And she already brought. We just don't know if this that she brought was already what fulfilled her obligation. So is that reason enough to be able to, to uh, obligate her to bring more carbonis? Possibly chulin la'azara, ba'azara? What halachic classification do they have? Are they a vadai carbon? Are they a chiyuv? How do we classify them if the whole reason that they're being brought is because of a suffix? You can't, seemingly, you can't say that they're a carbon because possibly the carbon was already brought. But you can't say that they're not a carbon because then it's chulim bazar. So this is the question that we have on the Mishnah. And this is why Rabbi Yeshua introduces the marshal of the sheep. This is what they said that when the bird is when the sheep is alive, it makes one sound. When the sheep is dead, it makes seven sounds. When the chayd is is a start to disasri. Seemingly, this is. A, 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 a contradiction. The Shiva Kailas, Zain and Shtei Karnov, Where do the seven sounds come from? The, the, the two horns make two shafras. But the Zain and Kailas, when Karnayim, Shaykim, Vukhulu. It's coming from the, from, the, from the horns, from the legs. We're stopping on this word, Kailoi Shiva. It doesn't say that the she after the sheep is dead, then the sheep could now be uh, uh, taken apart and made into seven sounds. It says, Koiloi, the sound of the sheep is seven. So the question is, it's not the sound, sound of the sheep. It's coming from the horns, it's coming from the legs, it's coming from other places. They are, which were a part of the sheep, but it's not the sound of the sheep. And nevertheless, the expression, this folk saying, is that the very sheep that initially, when it was alive, was making one sound, is now making seven sounds. Through the death of the sheep, the one sound ceases. New sounds are coming. True, they're coming out from the horns, etc. But Amru, as the Allahs the saying is, is that all of the sounds are considered the sound of the sheep. In other words, the, this saying tells us that even though, even though seemingly they are new sounds, nevertheless they are considered as extensions of the original sound and they are attributed to the, 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 the sheep and the original sound that came from the sheep. The meat is mavoid together from the carbonus. Now we can apply this to this to the to the classification of the carbonus as chosh di siba from the carbonus zayin and sveikus. But zayin kishavin givarun laachre ira eshter carbonus cheva. Even though the reason that the carbonus these carbonus have to be brought is because of the doubts that arose after the initial carbonus were uh, were activated. 
that in Eich di Karbonis, Bedukmas Kailei, also these new Karbonis are considered Kailei. An extension of the original, they are considered obligatory, just like the initial Karbonis that she was obligated to bring. So the Rabbi Yeshua is introducing this concept that's, that something that causes something else, item one, that causes item two, even though item two is a new thing, nevertheless, it's an extension of the first thing. And just like the sounds of the, of the, of the, of the sheep are called koiloi, they are considered the sound of the sheep, so too the karbonis that are uh, uh, being brought because of the sveikis, but the sveikis were triggered by the original karbonis. Therefore, the new karbonis, are, new birds, are an extension of the original birds. And therefore, they have, they are not chulun ba'azara, and they have the gather of chayva, of obligation, just like the first karbonis. In Sif Hay, he's going to bring two examples of where we see That the cause could cause an effect that is ultimately greater, in a sense, than the cause that caused it. Okay, two examples. If the cause of the carbon is a suffix, how does it become a chayva? In other words, the initial, the initial thing was a chayva. The chayva triggered a suffolk. And now the suffolk is triggering another chayva. That is a chiddush. So we're going to bring a number of examples as a mesuviv that an effect has greater power or greater uh, strength than its cause. From the many examples that could be brought, here are two of them. Aleph. Badine sukkah. The din is that a, a wooden panel, a wooden board that is wider than four tfachim cannot be used for schach because it feels like a roof. Once you have very, once you have wide uh, panels and you put down, you put them down, it feels like a regular roof. So the chachamim were mesakin that you cannot use a panel that is wider than four tfachim. What happens if Havchan al and Shemba and Arba? What happens if its width was taka four tvachim, but the thickness was only two tvachim, and he turned it over on its width, so only le- less than four tvachim is covering the sukkah? Is there din as eich demult is thus possible? The din is is that still this uh, panel, this board, is possible cannot be used for schach. The kivon the yesh Shem psul alehem once it is classified as possible nasu kishvudin shel matches hapsulun lishach bechol inyan shehevchan it becomes just like metal rods literally a shvud is a spit but it becomes like metal rods that are possible to schach in any way that it lays down that's laid down a metal rod because it's a keli it's not uh, considered something that grew from the ground it's it's it's, it's, it's possible for schach so it, it doesn't matter how you lay it down. Once it's puzzle, it's puzzle. 
So, so too, these boards, once they become puzzle, they're puzzle, even though the reason why they are why they initially became puzzle doesn't apply here, because he's laying it in a way that it's not covering for for Tvachim. Zetman, even though the reason that they received the shame psul, the reason they were classified as puzzle is because of the gzeda that it might become, might be, might look like a roof. Which only applies when it's it, it, the width is four. There, this abrak is Nevertheless, it is turned into a metal like a metal rod, a psul atzmi, an inherent disqualification. It becomes more puzzle. The whole reason why we made it puzzle was because of Xeris Tikra. But once it became puzzle, it becomes even more puzzle. And even when the Xeris Tikra doesn't apply, it's still puzzle. So we see that the Mesuvah is stronger than the Siba. According to the Siba, it would only be puzzle when there's a problem of Tikra. But once we made it puzzle, it became even more puzzle that even when there's no problem of Xeris Tikra, there's no problem of it being used as a roof. It still is puzzle. Base. Second example. The Chsam Soifer has a tshuva, very, very, very long tshuva, addressing a situation not really relevant to the Sicha, but uh, when uh, uh, there was there was someone that was dying and they were forced to write a get, they wanted to write a get, uh, so the woman shouldn't become an aguna. Um, and someone had written a shaila to the to the chasam sefer whether it was whether whether it was okay what he did, and the and, he, and the, the the writer the letter writer brought two reasons lahatir the chasam sefer brings a third reason lahatir, and then as part of the back and the fourth the chasam sefer says that that when it comes to the second yamtiv of, of shvuis as that is chamur from under the yamtiv shenishul galius that it really is more stringent. Then the other days, the other Yom Tavashenish shall go use, which means it's harder to, to make Hetadim on, 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 on Shavuos, on the second day of Shavuos. While, it is born, it means that Suffolk, the under Yom Tavashenish. The second day of Shavuos is not a Yom Tiv that is based on a Suffolk, it's a Yom Tiv that's based on a Vadai. Uncertainty. Yeshus b'chag shvuos says came on nid given a suffik viva pesach v'sukkus. While zayin kviyus says yem chamishim loemer. And dos v'sam mach shvuos tzvei teg is bleis shalilachlik b'mayades. The reason that there's two days of yamtiv when it comes to pesach or to sukkus is because when the when 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 the the the, uh, the chaydish was being mikudish al piyadeiyah when it was being designated by bezdin and. And it was uh, uh, being done in Yerushalayim. So if a place was very far from Yerushalayim, it could take more than two weeks to know when Rishchidosh became. So Rishchidosh became, uh, 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 so therefore it came to, to, to Sukkot, for example. They would do two-day Sukkot, just in case the second day was, Rishchidosh was the second day. And therefore Sukkot was the second day. But Shavuos is based on the 50th day of the Omer. By the time it came to Vav Sivan, or, or Zion Sivan for that matter, they already knew exactly when the Aymer was brought. It's 50 days later. So even if you live two or three or four weeks away from the Beis Amikdash, you still knew which day the Aymer was brought. So you knew which day was Yom Tev. So in that case, why Yishvu is two days? The Chachamim did not want to, did not want to differentiate between the Yom Tev. Since Pesach and Sukkot are two days, so they made Shvu is also two days. But, Kumtois, but from this, 
we, we can see. Asibo say the Yom Tushen is Shvuiz, is Yom Tushen is Pesach Vesukis, Shelachlik Vimeyadis Narasafik. The reason that Shavuos is two days is based on the days of Pesach and Sukkot that are a suffix. As vert over in Yom Tushenis from Shavuos, I take if a keach shall vaday, maybe Pesach and Sukkot. But then Shavuos is because of Pesach and Sukkot. But then Shavuos becomes stronger than Pesach and Sukkot because Shavuos has in it a vaday that Pesach and Sukkot don't have. So again, we see another. Example that Pesach and that that that, that a misuvav, an effect, an outcome is stronger than the cause that caused it. Similarly, over here, even though the reason that the, the woman has to bring extra birds is because of a suffolk, but once that suffolk activates the chiyuv, it becomes just like a vadai as an extension of the original birds. I noticed in one of the, in one of the something that was sent to me um, that uh, that uh, Rabbi Gerlitsky wrote that that after the sicha he he, he, he wrote in the Haaris a question that lechayda these two dugmois that are brought are midrabbanon and the karbonis that we're talking about are midraisa so. Um, a couple of weeks later, there was a micht of Kloli that came out around Pesach Sheni. And in it, the Rebbe points out that there is certain uh, 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 certain stringency in Pesach Sheni over Pesach Rishon. And in the, in the Ha'ara, the Rebbe writes, and this is an example of a Mesuvav that is stronger than the Siba, an effect that's stronger than its, than its cause, Min HaTayra. So uh, there are obviously other examples and some would be examples that are minatayra, but these are two that are brought here in the sicha. The point being that sometimes the outcome, the result, the, the effect is greater, becomes greater than its cause. Now, let's continue into Si'ivov. If you remember in our question in Si'ivvez and Si'iv Gimel and the word Zehu Sha'amru, we said that something has to be learned from Kinim to the Keves. And it has to be something halachic. So now in Sivav, we're going to learn something with, with regards to the keves, and it's going to be learned, it's going to be understood better because of this din of kinim. We could now learn in the other direction. As the din from kinim gitabir in kishu chai keli echad kishmes keli shiva. The din of kinim is actually helping us understand the din of the of the kevis. They came to teach, but it, it also gets learned. In other words, even though it came to explain to us how, how what's the classification of these kinim that are being brought later, that they have, that they are an extension of the original kinim, and therefore they are a gather of chiyuv, just like the first ones. But we're going to learn from we're going to learn from kinim to the keves. Halachis that would be relevant to a keves when it's alive and something changes when it dies. And one of these halachis would be a keves If a keves was used was worshipped as nevedazara. 
But the din is as is pasulam is beich. The din is that if a, if a person bows down or whatever form of worship they do to a sheep, the sheep is an avedah zara and cannot be brought on the mizbeach. In Gemara Gefim and Dishayla, it's a yeshinu lenevad, the yeshinu lenevad. Does there exist a concept that something that was worshipped as an avedah zara could be changed? Which means if something changes and it becomes a new existence, a new entity, does it change its classification to now become mutra as a carbon or not? Yes, means is it is it possible to change it and therefore change its halacha or ain't It can't be changed. Undi Gimara Zokt. The Gemara explains what what would be called a shinui. Adas is the boy, the question is like this. If somebody bows down to a behemoth, can you use its wool? Once you shear the wool off the animal, it's a shinu. It's a different thing. Before it was an animal, now it's, now it's wool. Can you use a vitreles? Can you use the horns for 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 Can you use its legs for flutes? Can you use its intestines for the strings of an instrument. Thus is the nafke minula in aloha from the maimer keves kishuachai keliachaduk shemes kelishiva. So this question would actually serve as the nafke mina in aloha of this of this statement by uh, that the people say about the sheep. Even though these instruments are being made after the Kevis died and it's being changed, it's a totally different entity. And the sounds that are being made are not the sounds of a sheep. They're not even the sounds of the legs of a sheep or the skin of a sheep. It's the sounds of a horn, a trumpet, a, 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 a flute, a drum. It's seven different sounds that are not connected to the original sound from the Mkevashai. Nevertheless, we're saying that it's the same, it's considered the sound of the sheep. A feel of design in Shiva Kalis. Blight betake for the Shaykh has been a Gia Dinia Tater. The Isla Gavets them Kaleacha from them Kevis Chai. Even once they become seven new sounds, they still retain their connection to the original sound of the live sheep. At least according to Tater. At least according to, with regards to the fact that it's usher to bring as a carbon. And there's no change. In the din of Navad, it, rem- it remains Aser. So we didn't get yet to what the mission is telling, how Kinim is helping us. First understanding the Navkamin Allah in Kevis. The fact that Maimer HaOilam is Koi Loi Shiva, that the seven sounds that are coming from the sheep are attributed to the sheep. This teaches us that, that the same halachic classification that the sheep has, which it's a nevad, it was worshipped for Avedazara and therefore it cannot be used as a carbon, continues into the parts 
of the uh, or the instruments that are made from the sheep, kailai. It's the same thing, and there's no shinui. Even though it was changed, the din doesn't change. That is the nafkimin la'alacha that's learned from Kevis. How does kinim help us understand? How does kinim help us understand this better? So he says like this, in this halacha, that even after the, the, the sheep died, and even after the sheep was used for other things, other instruments, those instruments are still usr la gavaya, they're still usr to be used to serve Hashem, could be seen in two different ways. Because they originated from the sheep. They retain the original Iser. They're not considered because they're new, they're new entity. One way of looking at it is that they are really a new thing. They're not Avay Dezara, but they just retain the old Iser. Base. Another way of looking at it is that it's the exactly identical Iser that was on the Kevis. They are still considered a Nevad. They are still considered something that was worshipped for Avedizara. And therefore they are most, they are abhorrent to Gavaya. And therefore they are Aser. Not because they originated from a keves, but because they are the keves. What will be the difference how you look at it? If in the first way, if you look at it in the first way, that really it's a new metzias, it's just that it's carrying on the, the, the Easter from before, then that would only be Medirabonim. Because Medirabonim is a new metzias, and the new metzias doesn't carry over the old the old Isurim. Like in Satan Nathan, but according to the second way that we're looking at it as if it's the Keves and nothing changed, is that Isadaisa, never Lagavaya. It's a Isadaisa because it was Nevad, and therefore it's also Lagavaya. You can't bring it, you can't you cannot bring it as a carbon. And this is what Rabbi Yeshua is telling us, this is what was said. Kishuchai chulu. Their din and their mission. The gabbai the kabbonis was the yeladas brinked. Gitabir and the meaning from the kishuchai v'chulu. The din in our mission with regards to the kabbonis that the yeladas brings. That the, all of the the kabbonis that were brought mitzad asafik are an extension of the original carbon, and therefore are considered a carbon and a and a chiyu vaday. Pung v'bakini ma'afal piyati sibas achiyu is asafik. In the kingdom, was he is in the given chuyif? Zain and Eich, the carbonus, but Dugmas Kale, the Havana Gedder Heva Punk with the Esther Kavana is just like by kingdom, even though the reason that, that she's obligated to bring them is a suffix that arose in the original kingdom in which she was Mechuyif. And nevertheless, we're comparing them to Kaila, which is what we learned from Kavas to kingdom. That it's like Kailai, that they are con- they are considered a chayva an obligation just like the original carbonos. Al never the same thing would apply to a keves that was worshipped for Even though the parts, the horns, the legs, etc., were changed and became a new entity. Seemingly should not they should not carry. The, this the disqualification to the mizbeach, which was, which which they carried when they were connected to the live sheep. Nevertheless, so the expression is that when it dies, it makes seven sounds. They receive an inherent psul. 
and a midiraisa vikayla just like the just like the koyloi nasekishvudin shalavedazara they become like just like the koyloi was inherent to the sheep so too they the, the, this iser becomes inherent to the sheep they become like rods of avedazara the shame of avedazara never the name of avedazara that it was a worship thing this this name never this classification that it is a avedazara animal is applied also to the parts the fact that they are possible to be used for the trumpets or for the flutes is because they themselves are most, not because they come from something that's most lagavaya, that is abhorrent to Hashem, but they themselves are considered abhorrent to Hashem. So we have a bi-directional limut from, from the, the, the Kaves. We learned to the Kinim that there is there's a possibility that even though it, it, it was it was the obligation was born out of doubt nevertheless nevertheless once the obligation becomes it carries the 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 the, the vadai the vadai that the original carbonis had and then we can apply this back to the to the keves that the fact that the sounds are being the, the seven sounds are being attributed to the to the original sheep means that that even after the sheep died and it was and its parts were turned into instruments it still retains the same gather of nevad the same gather of of avedizara and it is therefore mid the eraisa usher not just because it came from something that's usr, but it, it, it itself is actually usr. So, this is a, a, this is a, a, a chiddush, this whole idea that, that, the, that, that the Torah, when it tells us to bring the karbonis, is, it, it, these karbonis are not chulim ba'azara, because the 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 carbonis are an extension of the original carbonis and the chiyuv the vadai chiyuv that existed in the first ones is are, is carried over to the second ones to the later ones despite the fact that they were born out, out of a suffolk and then there was another chiddush in 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 nigla that that the the uh the parts of the animal of a nevad are considered even after there's a total mitzvah chadasha, totally new existence, a new entity, are still considered avedizara, still considered a nevad, and are also medayraisa to bring lagavaya to bring to the Ebishter. Now, why do we need the next part of the Mishnah? Why do we need the part of the Mishnah about the elderly Talmud Chachamim that their mind is getting clearer and clearer as they get older? And why does the Mishnah first introduce it with the Zikneam Ha'aretz, the elderly non-scholars whose minds do not become clearer as they get older? So he's going to say that there's one detail in which the Keves is not comparable to the Kinim, and therefore there was a necessity to bring another Moshe. There's one detail in the Kavis that's not similar to the Diladis. 
Ba keves is memadgish ein yirid vesiba. By keves, there's one event that causes the 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 everything to change. First it was alive, and then it died. In the Mishnah, the, 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 the Mishnah is giving us various different scenarios. The Kayan didn't ask the, the, the woman what was for what, what did she plan to bring and what was for what. The woman doesn't know what she what, what she intended to give. The Kayan doesn't know what he actually did. Did he do it? This one here, this one to the this one to the and so on and so forth. And the various differences that there might be between the first min and the second min. Did he use uh, uh, the same kind of bird or two different kinds of birds? And if he did, which which bird was used for what? And as every suffix, every, as every doubt arises, there's another carbon is added. To the point that in the maximum, there is seven or eight carbonus. In other words, there is a compounding factor here. It's getting worse and worse. It's not one event that happens. And because of that, there is a chiyuv of new birds. There is one suffolk and then another suffolk on top of that and then another suffolk on top of that. And that case is very different than, than the sheep. The sheep died once and that was it. And this and this brought, brought about seven or eight different sounds. But in the case of the kinim, the, the, the birds... The chiyuvim, the sveikis, the doubts, and therefore the chiyuvim are being compounded one upon the other. So one might say, you know, maybe I can learn one from the other because they're not exactly the same. The Mishnah brings a scenario that it's it's constant. It's constantly happening. It's getting worse and worse. In this detail, in this detail, it is similar to the birds. In the birds, as the Sveikis are arising, more and more Chiyuvim are, are becoming uh, activated. Similarly, similar to the, the, the Skenim, that things are changing constantly. As things are getting worse, Things are getting, things are changing. When their far is their maktim umasmich zikne yama oretz, cause man shei maskinim daitim etarefes. And this is why the Mishnah feels the need to introduce this with first speaking about the zikne yama oretz. Shimon and Akash yazokt, as we learn as ziknes, but Talmud Chachamim boim lit tashus keach, nechaloshim v'yafsid gufam, umfundezvegin tarbechachmasim. Even but Talmud Chachamim, their body physically they're becoming weak. Their body is deteriorating. Nevertheless, their wisdom is increasing. But naturally, it should have been that also their seichel should get weaker, as we see by the non-scholars. The Nevertheless, even though naturally it should have been the case that their mind deteriorates as well, nevertheless we find by Ziknetera that their mind improves. The sixth, So since even though they are Talmidechachamim, the fact that their, that their mind is not deteriorating, that would have already been a big mile. 
Unlike the non-scholars, that their mind is actually deteriorating. Their wisdom increases, their seichel gets stronger, they reach a greater sense of fulfillment, of completion, even more than they were Talmud beforehand. So the reason he has to bring in the Amiyahadets is to tell us that not only that what should have been is they should have gotten, their, their, their mind should have deteriorated. Naturally speaking, their mind deteriorates. But not only are they re retaining status quo, they're actually getting wiser, clearer, and stronger. And in this detail, it is more similar to the to the din of kinim. It's not a one-time thing that uh, causes a descent, causes uh, a deterioration. Every day the body gets weaker. So every day that should have been naturally that their seichel should get weaker. And so not only is it not getting weaker, every day their mind is getting stronger, clearer, and clearer, just like the kingdom, that every single suffix, every yirida, every step backwards uh, adds on more carbonus. There's actually, to this din, there's actually a halachic application that with regards to Sanhedrin, that you have to be, they have to be elderly people. So you have to, they have to be zikne teira because their, their mind has to get stronger, has to be able to get stronger and stronger. So therefore, just like we found an application la in the case of the keves, there's also an application la in the case of the zikne tamid but 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 the point being that that the reason why why the Mishnah brings in first Zikni Amaharetz is because through the Zikni Amaharetz we understand the godless, the greatness of the Zikni Tamid That not only are they not getting weaker, they're actually getting stronger. And why do we bring this whole thing in to begin with? Because this detail is more similar to Kinim because it is something that is constantly growing and not something that is a one-time event. Which is similar to the kinim, which through each uh, uh, step back, each setback, each doubt, this brings on more and more carbonus. So now the Mishnah is now understood, and in in, in a very beautiful Gishmaka way, the Mishnah is telling us that even though there were even though there was Sveikis, nevertheless the the, the uh, uh, force compel the woman to bring more more karbanis. but there's a chiddush that these karbanis have the same halachic cla classification as the original ones. And it's a chiyuv vaday and it's a carbon. Why is that? That is learned from kinim. That is learned from the keves, where we see that the, that the that the uh, that the cause could extend into the effect, and sometimes the effect is even stronger than the cause. It also has an application back to the keves. That even after it dies and it changes form, it nevertheless retains its original classification. And if in the case of a nevad, even the parts of the animal are also considered nevad, not just 
uh, uh, not just a, a they carry the Easter, but they actually carry the classification of Nevad and their Ashimidate Isa. And if you're going to say, well, how can you compare Kinim with the Keves? The Keves has a one set, one major setback, and the Kinim have a bunch of miniature setbacks. So th- for this, he brings in the 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 example of the Ziknit of that they are constantly having setbacks and constantly having growth despite the setbacks. Or because of the setbacks. Their beer Now it's Sifches and Vaita. We're going to have a beer Very, very, very Gishmak. Under beer Rashaiches to Rabbi Yeshua. Davkiv as Tamkinim Rabbi Yeshua. And it'll also connect with the name Rabbi Yeshua. Which we know that Stamkinim, if there's a Mishnah in Kinim that doesn't have a name, it's Rabbi Yeshua. But, he, uh, but so there's a, generally there's a connection between Rabbi Yeshua and Masachas Kinim. Here Rabbi Yeshua's name is actually mentioned as the one who introduces the example of the Kevis. Seder Kachim, as we said earlier in, this, in the beginning, that this is a seum not just on Sechta Kinim, but also on the whole Seder Kachim. So we have to connect the whole Seder Kachim. Seder Kachim, Vais Bechlalaf, Eden, Vazizayin, Nagay Kaddish. Seder Kachim represents the Yid, the Yid, the Yidin, who are a holy nation. Echti Mesechta Chulin Zeir, as a Chedik for Seder Kachim. Inside of Kachim, there's Mesechta Chulin. Chulin is the opposite of Kachim. Nevertheless, Chulin is part of Kachim. So also the Chulin of a Yid, also the mundane. Life of a yid is part of the holiness of the yid. So when we come to the end of the kachim, we we uh, uh, we explain the the adinim of a woman giving birth, which represents the gula. the and the that is known in many places that the golos is compared to pregnancy and gula is compared to birth. That Sion gave birth to its children. So Yeshua completes, concludes the Messiah, and he explains, How do we survive Golos? How do we survive the Golos? And how do we reach the Gula? This will be learned from the fact that what people say that the sheep, when it is alive, there are one sound, and when it dies, there are seven sounds. Satan Medrash Adrianus Amar Rabbi Yeshua. Medrash says that Adrianus spoke to Rabbi Yeshua again. Our uh, our same Rabbi Yeshua. Is the sheep big enough to be able to survive seventy wolves? Amar Lei. So Yeshua answered, Godilu Areyes Matzila V'Shemra V'Shemra Nefana. Great is the shepherd. Who saves her and protects her and breaks down the enemies, the wolves in front of her? So Rabbi Shua says that, that in Golos we're, we're relying on the shepherd. So the question is: When Yidden are alive sheep, when the levels of the Ovois are alive in the Yidden, is It's understood that the shepherd protects it. The shepherd can protect the live sheep because they have the schos of the of the Ovois. But when the sheep is dead, meaning to say when the ovos are not shining brightly into the into the yidden, and now there are seven new sounds. That are not on the level of the one unified sound of the ovos. And we are different in various different categorizations. 
these bazei de reyu shemra. How can the roya? How can the shepherd protect them now? They don't have that unit, the unity, and that connection with the others. That when he dies, it's sound, it's voice, it's sound the seven. Medrash says, says that the Abishter carried out or traveled, brought out a vine from Mitzrayim. The Medrash says, Just like a vine is alive and, and leaning on dead wood, which is basically, they take these poles out of wood, and, and they, the, 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 the uh, vine wraps itself around it, and that's how it grows. The Eden are alive, and they are sustained, and they are deep, and they lean on the mesim, the Ovis, the Seist. The fact that there could be seven different categories of Yidin, it's not a brand new entity. It is connected and it draws from the one voice of the live sheep, the Ovis. Even after the Yidin branch off and sort of disconnect themselves, from the Avais, they are still connected and leaning upon the Avais. And just like the Avais, there was one sound, the sound that was connected them with the Abishter. Similarly, when there are seven different sounds, seven different ways of serving Hashem, they are all inherently are part of the one sound connecting them to the Ebishter. In Yedrin from the Shiva Kalis is Dodra Kel Kel Yaakov. Every one of the seven sounds has within it the sound of Yaakov, but Pyot as any day Ace of Shelters, which causes that Ace of cannot affect them, cannot take control. Haroya Shemra, the Raya is protecting them. The fact that all seven different sounds and levels can survive and be alive is because we are relying on the others even though they are amazing. So Rabbi Yeshua is teaching us about Golos. He's telling us how do we survive Golos? We're surviving Golos because we're depending on the, on the Raya. I, the Kevis' mace, we branched off. We branched away from Kaila Yachat. We now have our own ways of serving Hashem. That seems to disconnect us from the others. So the answer, Yeshua says, Shumais Kaila Shiva, it still has the Kailoi. They're still connected to the Kaila Yachat of the others. And despite the fact that, it, that, 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 that it's Kishumais, Nevertheless, there still is that connection with, from the seven koilos to the one original coil of the others. That was the first part of the, of the Mishnah, the part about the Kevis. Now we're going to apply the, the, uh, the part about the Zikainim.
The question becomes, It's true that the shepherd is a great one and it could protect and save the sheep from the 70, the 70 wolves. But for how long? Why is the Golos so long? How long is the Abish they're going to keep us in Golos? The Mishnah tells us that because of the length of time in Golos, we are now considered old and length of days, that it'll add, it'll increase our wisdom and our understanding. The Yidin were ready to give up on the Rechus Godel and the great wealth as long as they would be taken out of Mitzrayim. They wanted to wait a little longer so that they can go out with great wealth. The whole purpose, the whole inner purpose of the Golos is to be able to purify and refine the sparks, to be able to take the gold and the silver with them. Only when we're able to refine all of the Nitsutsis of his part in the world, then is the Gula complete. Uh, similarly, similarly, the Abister is saying that the longer we are in Golos, the more wisdom, the more understanding we gain, the more we are able to accomplish as we are in Golos. However, in our time, we already fulfill the Zikna, we fulfill the Seva, we fulfill the Chachmo We're already so old right now. If God forbid there are still a few moments left to fulfill the zikning, God says, that even though there's a cheshben, that the longer we are in Golos, the more zikna we get, the more chachma we get, the Abyssin forget the cheshbenis. Even though Davis can't forget anything, he's a chabad. The ganzi in a galus lamata mekisya kavod. The galus is here, down here below. But dart is there in a shikha, which there could be the cancel of the shikha. So if our guests and then all the cheshbenus may the Davis forget all these cheshbenus. And so the zayin the galus miyad be the gula come right away. But galus the dam lamata masar tzvachem on the mashiach sidkenu. Even though there is a cheshben that Davis is making, but the longer we are in galus, the the, the the more we could accomplish. Nevertheless, we have reached a point that we've accomplished everything we could accomplish, and even if there is something yet to be accomplished, may the Abishter forget the Cheshbenus, may the Abishter take us out of, out of Golos right away. L'mata me'asar atvachim, t'moshiach tzedkeinu.